Before we get today's episode started, I would like to thank select people for helping make today's show possible. First off, Connor Brown from the Rowan Radio Sports Department, Sam Prince from the WIT, and soon-to-be Sam Prince from the Rowan Radio Sports Department, along with Chris Panner of Rowan Athletic Communications, and Julia Patrone, Christina Castagnola, and Abby Hainsworth from Rowan Field Hockey. Cue the intro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan Sports Review, a weekly program that brings you up to date on all the exciting news of Rowan University Athletics, including recaps and highlights, player and coach interviews, and a preview of upcoming games. And now, here's your host, Rowan Radio Sports Director, Danny Ryan. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. You're tuned in right here to the Rowan Sports Review on rowanradio.com channel 2. And this week's episode is going to be centered around the Rowan University field hockey team. Last week, Connor Brown, Sam Prince, and I had a chance to speak with Julia Patrone, Abby Hainsworth, and Christina Castagnola from Rowan University Field Hockey. And I really enjoyed this interview a lot. Three great women here, especially great at their sport. I mean, 18-1 on the season is the Rowan University Field Hockey team. They'll play in their NJAC Championship game tomorrow at 6 p.m. versus TCNJ. So making it to the final stage in the New Jersey Athletic Conference, but more than likely getting a shot at the NCAA Tournament with the best record in the conference. With that being said, without further ado, let's send things right over to Abby Hainsworth, Julia Patrone, and Christina Castagnola with myself, Sam Prince, and Connor Brown. Hope you enjoy. You're tuned in to another brand new episode of the Rowan Sports Review with Danny Ryan, Connor Brown, and special guest Sam Prince, Christina Castagnola, Julia Patrone, and Abby Hainsworth from the Rowan Field Hockey Team. Thank you for joining us today here, ladies. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. You guys have senior day tomorrow, so uh, Christina and Abby, are, are you guys mentally prepared for senior day? Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a win at the end of the day, but also celebrating my fellow seniors. Yeah, same thing. I mean, just kind of a nice day to like celebrate the last four, five-ish years <laughs> that we've had here, um, and just being able to come out with a win would be the cherry on top. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of leads into my next question for you, Christina. Last year, you were an All-American you guys make it all the way into the final four. You know, why, why did you come back for this fifth year? Um, and I've said it before to like my team, uh, the day we lost, I just kind of like looked around and it just felt super unfinished. I didn't have like this easy feeling the way my other two seniors at the time felt. They were like, obviously they both didn't have any more eligibility left. Uh, but I was like, why am I leaving when we have something so amazing that's right in front of me and it's going to be even better next year? And, like, that was just such a huge motivation for myself because, like, I want this team to win a national championship like we deserve. So you mentioned the the talent that you saw on the table before you were getting ready to leave last year. And just overall, that's, I mean, I guess you could agree, translated in the fullest sense this season being at 16-1 so far. I mean, how rewarding is it to see all of that, you know, extra work, extra practice you guys put in the offseason really translate to be the top team in the NJAC? Um, I think it's just, uh, like you said, it's pretty evident, like, with how our record's been and how much we've been defeating every team, along with, like, our new additions and the people who we have here, like Abby and, like, Julia, like, everyone has just come out ready to go, being able to just score when we need to, being able to play defense when we need to, having big saves, like, from Abby, having huge goals from Julia and other players on the team. Overall, it's just been, like, really fun. 
we talked about how kind of when Abby's just absolutely dominating in the goal and then you're absolutely just clicking on offense, this team seems to really click the most at that point. I mean, how rewarding is it, especially for you, Christina, to see your teammates just do that and make your job a whole lot easier? I mean, all three of you can answer this, but because I'm sure it translates, just having that type of talent and overall picking each other up when you know one of the teammates might be down. I think that's the biggest thing when we're like all there for each other. If somebody's having a bad game, I feel like we recognize it in ourselves first, and then everyone is just like there for you on the field. I feel like this year it's a lot different than last year. As soon as somebody misses it, somebody's always there to clean it up, which is a lot of help. For you, Abby, I mean, just having those opportunities to stay strong in the goal for your team and then to have someone like Julia or Christina just overall pick you up on the offensive side, how rewarding is that, knowing you have this talented group of girls? Yeah, it's honestly a great feeling. I have so much trust in my teammates, especially because, you know, I can't go score goals, but (laughs) I trust that my teammates do it, and they've been successful with it. So it's just a really good feeling knowing that if I'm having a rough day, then they're going to go score and pick it up, and then if they're having a rough day, like, I can hold it down back. I mean, you haven't had many rough days this season, I'd say. I, I mean, how do you stay, like, active and keep your attention on the game when, when you guys are, you know, blowing out your opponents? Yeah, I honestly just have to really stay focused, and a lot of communication will start with me in the back of the field because I can really see everything from the back. So I'll communicate to my defenders if they need to move or if anybody else needs to move, who they can pass to and so forth, and then they can communicate that up to the forwards. So that's mainly how I stay focused is just, like, staying engaged in the game. Even if I'm not touching the ball, like, I'm still talking to other people with what they can do better guys we talked about this earlier senior days tomorrow how are you guys going to stay engaged and focus of all the celebration tomorrow i know it's going to be a big day for you guys tomorrow i think that this team we have a mindset of we really want to succeed so um even with our success in the past we always are looking forward to that next game so we can celebrate right before the game and then the minute that whistle is blown it's just it's go time we can focus and get it done as soon as we have to so it's celebrate play and hopefully win and then hopefully celebrate again. Yeah, ho- it's celebrate, <laughs> play, hopefully celebrate, sweet so Yeah. With that, how do you guys, when you guys go into each game, we've talked about this in the past, it seems like you just get, get better and better after each game. You guys just have the, as you said, communication throughout the team. You guys have so much chemistry from your seniors to juniors to freshmen to sophomores. How do you guys all communicate for that? I think just like... It all starts in like our preseason and just how we're able to like mesh together and gel together. We spend a lot of time doing team bonding outside of like practices and making sure like when we set up in groups that we're not just with starters, we're not just with seniors, we're not just like in our cliques. We try really um, hard to stay out of that. And I think that plays such a big role and big part in why we have so much chemistry and how we're so close. Because I think I could talk to, not think, I know I could talk to every single person on this team and they would agree like we have such good chemistry because of those different things we do. What are some of your favorite team bonding activities that you guys do? <laughs> um, definitely Halloween practice today. Uh, dressing up and like you're getting with your part, uh, certain partner that you set up with and usually like... <laughs> We had some people doing some fun things, you know. Um, I had a beard on earlier. She did have a beard on earlier. (laughs) A big one is like we go into uh, our coach's house, Michelle's, uh, on the last day of preseason for our first game, which usually we always open up with our sinus. We go there. We have like a pasta dinner that she makes for us. We play like games in her backyard, like just really like settling down and kind of like the calm before that first storm, before that first game. And I feel like out of everything we do, like that is such like a big one where we all are together with our coaches too. And we all just talk about like what goals we have for the season, but at the same time, like keeping it relaxed and kind of like just being ourselves. How much pressure is it to, you know, be nationally ranked all year? But I mean, if you look at your, your record so far this year, you guys have beaten the fifth current team, the 11th current team, and your only loss is to the, the top rated team. So just just tell me kind of like how 
that added pressure has affected you guys this year? I think it's just something like that we get to have. And that's something we've talked about with the coaches and with each other. Like we get to have that pressure versus some teams don't even get an ounce of that. And we don't take it for granted. Yeah, it can be a lot, but that's why we have each other. That's why there's 30 of us plus our four coaches that really help us lean on each other. So not one individual person feels it that heavy. It's something like we always think of, but we embrace it. Like we want that pressure. Like I want us to feel that way because that means we are top dog. That means we care so much about something that we have something to lose. Building off of Connor's point, he mentioned you're the number three ranked team in the nation in D3 field hockey. So I just want to touch on that point in the sense that at this point in the season, when you're getting into deep end jack play and you're really wrapping it up, I mean, do you play with a certain edge when you're out there against these conference opponents? Most definitely. Our conference opponents are really what our main focus is in the normal season to try and get that end jack championship. So every game is important, but even especially an end jack game, like we're ready to fight. We want to get that win in the end and every game is really like you can't underestimate any NJAC team. Christina your thoughts? Yeah same thing I mean especially NJAC games like those are the big ones I wouldn't say one team specifically as our rival like all of them are there's Mm -hmm. always big history there's always big competition and everyone's always coming out to fight no matter what their record is outside of NJAC even inside the NJAC they could be 0-6 and they're still ready to go ready to take us on and that's how we are as well like we don't take anything for granted and we're just ready to go every single time we play an NJAC team. Julia, once you know you stepped on the field here, you've just produced right away. You're the leading scorer on the team, conference leader in a bunch of other categories. You know, what do you attribute that early success to? Um, I think I actually didn't play college field hockey right out of high school. I was out of high school for three years and then I decided to come back. Like taking that time off, I was like nervous myself. Like I didn't know how I was going to perform, how my body was going to work and everything. Um, So I think like I just had to like push myself as hard as I can to be able to keep up with everybody. This year you you lead the team in goals. What's the most rewarding game this year and moment for you, Julia? Uh, When I scored the go-ahead goal in Johns Hopkins, because I mean, we we went in there like it was nerve-wracking. They were ranked higher than us at the time and we won and we didn't have to go into overtime like it was just so rewarding and exciting for everyone that's a pretty good moment yeah same to you too yeah I'm gonna have to say the same game because I also (laughs) had a goal in that game um and it was it was a lot of tension like Jewel was saying like we were able to break it up with like my goal first and Jewel's goal second like it really helped like us settle in to prove like hey we can beat this team because at the time Hopkins was ranked higher than us and we wanted to prove a point to the nation like hey like we're not just gonna roll over so that was a pretty good one honestly John Hopkins is also my <laughs> favorite game. I, I had a really, I had a really good game that game. I, I made like ten saves, I believe, which was my at the time highest. And then I beat it at TCNJ with eleven. But um, just to hold it down in the back, and then like I made some really killer saves. Where I even was like, oh my god, she did do that. <laughs> How did I do she that. Do that. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with that one. For you guys, after Johns Hopkins, we've talked about this many of times. What was the most difficult part of the season after that? Um, I think we can all say was Salisbury. I mean, we beat them last year in overtime I no, I no it was right at the end of the right game, at the end yeah. so I think we went into that like thinking okay we have this at least I did like I was very confident with within us and we played a great game like it was a well-fought game like I didn't think anybody gave up like we played with our whole heart out there so I think that was like really unfortunate like we can see that we can go down even with playing as hard as we can and all together so so what do you guys attribute to your success after with beating these teams and um I think just like after that loss we came together as a group because like same as what Jules said we were like hey like that was a hard-fought game but there were little things that we all as a group could fix and they were like doable like they're small things and it was just the difference between winning that game and losing that game um and I think the biggest thing was that 
in a weird way that because it was a Wednesday game, the next day we had practice and we were immediately able to start making the changes. And so out of that, like that was evident when we went to go play Montclair and then we just played Elizabethtown. Yes. And I think just going from those games, like able to like claw our way back from Montclair being down one zero and knowing that we can find a way and it didn't have to be the prettiest. It could be the scrappiest. And then in Elizabethtown, like really bunkering down on like the basics and like the things we want to do in our game. And that really showed with like the score we had in that game. And I think overall, like just moving forward with that exact mindset. So what stopped you guys from making the NCAA finals last year? You, you lost in the semifinals to Middlebury. What do you think it was that stopped you guys? I think that we had a lot of challenges up when we were at the semifinals. One of the main ones is that we were on AstroTurf and Middlebury plays on AstroTurf year round, whereas we play on normal turf. So um, Middlebury really was able to just kind of pass the ball around us on the, it's like a faster material, bouncier material. So that was kind of one of our weakest links, I guess, is just that we weren't used to that. I mean, that's a good thing about this year is we're kind of used to the turf because we'll be hosting it at Rowan. I think just that, like they overall, and we've all said it, our coaches said it, I mean, the world said it. <laughs> they were just such a good team. Like it was probably one of their best teams they've ever had in like their history of their program. And I never want to take that from them because again, like they they really outplayed us. Like they knew what, what we were coming at them with and just executed things better than we did. And I think like at the end of the day, like being able to look back at that and look at that film. And again, like we only lost two people from our squad last year, being able to like now turn that around and see what we can do this year. I kind of wanted to ask you guys about, you know, your coach, Coach Andre. Just tell me what, you know, what, what type of coach is she? Like, is she a player's coach? Coach? Is she hard nose? Michelle's a player's coach. <laughs> Anything we say, most of the time, Michelle's like, all right, I'll take that in. Like, let me think about it and get back to you. Or like right in the moment, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Like works for me. Um, and like, I think the biggest thing, like even like such a simple thing is like corners. She said she wanted to start off the year, like calling them for us to help us out the best she could. And then she's finally been like, you guys have done them enough. You know what to do. You're all veteran enough at this point. Like you can call them. If I call something and you don't want to do it, don't do it. And I think that's such a big, <laughs> thing cool. because it's really hard I feel like for some coaches to like admit like hey like I don't have to have the reins at all times like this is a team sport it's more than just her and she recognizes that and does it so well yeah, I mean, just kind of adding on that point, too, you know, when you have a head coach like that that's just so willing to compromise and do what the players want to do, I mean, how much better does that make you guys play as a whole, you know, on the team? I think it's really great to have a coach where she kind of understands each of us personally and knows how to coach us all because you can't coach everybody the same way. Yeah. So I mm -hmm. think that um, she puts that trust in us and we put that trust in her and it kind of it helps with the team atmosphere because, I mean, yeah, there are times where we have to sprint and we don't want to and it's just what we got to <laughs> do, but it's also like there's times where she understands what she she needs to change what we need to change and how to get better from it. No matter how nice the coaches are, the conditioning still stays. So yeah. that, it's a little unfortunate. But Abby, I want to uh, pick up on a point that you mentioned a little bit earlier about how you guys will be hosting the Final Four should you make it here. Regardless, you'll be hosting it, but you have a chance to play in it here at Rowan. What's that like as you approach playoff time very quickly? I mean, is there an extra motivation and extra determination to get back here into Glassboro, New Jersey for the Final Four? Yeah, 100%. It's been something that we've been looking forward to since before the season even started. We knew it was going to be here in Glassboro, and it's a little bit of extra pressure, but for us as a team to work for that, to make it, to be here, our family, different fans will be here. Like, it's just going to be a really rewarding experience if and win, hopefully. We make it that far, you know? <laughs> that was part one of our interview with Abby Hainsworth, Christina Castagnola, and Julia Patron from Rowan University Field Hockey. With just about five minutes left in the interview, I want to take a quick step off and throw things to break real quick on the Rowan Sports Review Live here on RowanRadio.com Channel 2. But before we go to break, just a few messages to throw your way. Checking the WGLS community calendar. The Samaritan Center is a program that helps Glassboro residents with economic difficulties by providing free food once per month. 
You can give back to your community by donating food, clothes, or by volunteering your time. Email glassboroughfoodbank at gmail.com or visit online at glassboroughfoodbank.org for more information. This community calendar is brought to you by Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, your source for community news and information. Don't go anywhere. More Rowan Sports Review right after these messages. Tune in to Rowan Radio for a community affair with me, WGLS-FM Public Affairs Director Megan Steckler. Each week, I'll discuss with local and national newsmakers topics that affect you and your community. Get a closer look at these important issues from the people who know them best. That's a community affair the third Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and also online at rowanradio.com. My pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community. It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Tune in to the Roan Report every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Join me, Allie Bruce, and the rest of the Roan Radio news team as we bring you a recap of weekly news covering local, national, and international stories. Plus, we'll take a look at sports and entertainment news, too. For news around the region and around the world, listen to the Roan Report every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and online at roanradio.com. Wake up with Rowan Radio for the early bird special every weekday starting at 7 a.m. Our hosts will help you get through your morning with entertaining stories and special giveaways, plus news, weather, traffic, and of course, the music that matters. Start your day off right with the early bird special every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, also online at rowanradio.com. You're tuned in live here to the Rowan Sports Review on rowanradio.com channel 2. And as we're back from break, without further ado, let's send things right back to our interview with Abby Hainsworth, Christina Castagnola, and Julia Patrone of Rowan University Field Hockey as I was joined by Sam Prince and Connor Brown. So what type of home field advantage do you get 
you know, play, playing here in Glassboro? I think just like the biggest thing is like what we said that we lacked last year in the final four was we play on this field almost every day. And I think we're used to everything that happens, whether it bounces, where it bounces. And I think that's the biggest thing. And we're very lucky to be hosting. So if you guys could change that, if there was a rule in D3 field hockey, <laughs> do you guys just think everyone should play on the same turf? Um, I think it's hard because the problem is like some schools have AstroTurf because they have the funding for it or that's what they were able to do or they're able to get over to one and that's the field they use. So like TCNJ has AstroTurf and they're in our conference and they're in the state, right? But we're, we don't have that and we're probably not getting that for like another 10 years. <laughs> and that's just the truth of it. And I think like there's no rule to make because field hockey, like that's the, when you go and play in the pros or you, like you play in the Olympics, like it's on this water-based turf. And so it's like, you want to be able to play on that turf, but if you're not on it every single day, it, it does provide like a disadvantage when you do have to go play on it. We talked about it earlier, home field advantage. Do you guys think you'll have home field advantage, not only with the turf, but with the fans supporting you guys cheering, let's go profs? Yeah, definitely. It's a really great feeling when people show up to our games and we see like the stands packed with family and friends and stuff. And so I know a lot of people, I've been getting the word out in my classrooms, like <laughs> if we make it, you guys need to come. And everyone's really excited that we're hosting and going to try and show up. What what part are you guys most excited about in the NJAC tournament? I think just getting another opportunity to bring that trophy right back home and to keep it with us, along with just just being able to face these teams again and really show like, hey, these weren't fluke wins and that like we are the best team in the NJAC. And that's really like the biggest thing for all of us. All right. So I really only have one more question for you guys. And it's a it's a double question. So the first part of it, you have to tell me what you dressed up for as today for Halloween <laughs> practice. That's the first part of it. And then the second part, and each one has to be different. You can't all say Johns Hopkins again or anything no. like that. No. Just a lasting memory that you're going to keep with you forever that you've, you've had here at Rowan. Um, I guess I'll go first. So I dressed up as our strength and conditioning coach, uh, Garnell. So <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt with his um, like brand on it. And then I put a beard on my face to try and match him. <laughs> and then a lasting memory. Um, last season, I just really enjoyed winning the NJAC championship. I know we made it all the way to the final four, but I just took it from the <laughs> both of them. But something about like when the clock, like when it ended and everybody just ran on the field, it was just the best feeling ever. <laughs> all right, uh, you guys can all say NJAC final. <laughs> just you can give different reasons reasons for it if you can't think of something <laughs> oh, that was devastating yeah. <laughs> um at least you know it was a good thing yeah. for all of us yeah. <laughs> um so i dressed up today as tebow like from iCarly, the bagel guy did you have bagels i did yeah. have bagels oh, on the stick <laughs> um and i did put the bagels in the wrong way like no. not yeah. through the hole like through it yeah oh, that was wow. that was good should have done the taco <laughs> i thought about it and then i was Too like but the time. field like. it's probably impossible to imagine putting hard tacos through that, that must have been like glued on or something yeah yeah, yeah exactly i'm gonna have to make a call or something <laughs> I also am going to say that game, but I'm going to make it like a times two. So my first year here, I won the NJAC final and it was at home and it was versus TCNJ. And it was such a big thing because at the time, like TCNJ, we hadn't beaten them in several years before I'd gotten there. And that game was just in itself was awesome. Like there were two sick goals. Like Molly literally batted one, like a baseball player out of the air into the cage. It was the sickest thing I'd ever seen. And that one was like such a great upset, even though we like, even though we had ended that season as NJAC regular season champions, like nobody thought we would lose or we would beat TCNJ again. So that was great. And then again, last year's NJAC final, I like felt my whole body like drop <laughs> after I scored. Cause I was like, holy crap. But that was in itself. Like those, both of those games were just great. Um, So today I dressed up as a minion <laughs> kind of still on a little bit yeah. 
And I'm going to say the same exact thing, but the only difference is we played Kane in this NJAC final and my sister went there. So it's just like that extra, like we beat your team that you went to. Like she didn't play this last year. Like she's away now, but it's just like we beat the team that she used to play for. So it felt really good. <laughs> Ladies, I know we just re- you know reminisced a little bit about favorite memories and your terrific costumes, I might add. But <laughs> at the same time, I really just want to close out the show with during your time here at Rowan, for all three of you separately, I mean, what has been your most rewarding moment on the field? It could be off the field, just overall as a part of the field hockey program here at Rowan. Julia, I'll start with you. Um, I think the friends like we made throughout this whole thing, like I never, like I had, I've never played in college obviously before this. So like the friendships that you make, that you made. And, um, I'm actually, I commute to school. So like, I don't mind like that 10 minute drive from here and back. So like, that's nice. And I also think like one of my favorite things is Michelle, like not many coaches are like her at all. And I can easily say this is like one of the most easygoing like coaches I've ever had and most understanding. So I think like that's one of my favorite things. Cause not many people can say they like their coach when they go to practice or <laughs> games. So. True. I'm, the thing I want to take away the most, when I transferred here, so when I got here, I wasn't sure like how it was going to go or like who I was going to meet or like if anybody was going to like me. So when I got here, like same thing Jewel's saying, like the people I've met over the years and I've been here a little too long. Um, yeah. Um, but the people I've met, like even that first year and a lot of those people, those seniors, I have not seen them in forever. And I just got a text from one of them the other day saying like, oh my God, I, you guys are killing it right now. Like keep it up. And I just think think like the people and the bonds we made like I think we just all agree on that it's just something I'll never forget and again like coaches like Michelle like Danielle like was my teammate now as a coach Dana and Aaron and then Garnell like these people like the support system we have like I'll never forget that but I'll never have to because it'll always be with us I would definitely say my teammates but I could also add on I, I do I, I do feel the same way that they feel about that and I just would say that this program has taught me so much about myself as a person over the past few four years and like how to push myself and how to like work for something that I really want and then seeing like how to push other people too so that if I'm having a bad day how to help my teammates how to how to make other people better and it's just like athletics in general you just it's such a rewarding experience even if you don't win on the field you you win outside in so many other ways all right well ladies I really appreciate it thank you so much for your time once again Abby Hainsworth Christina Castagnola and Julia Patron from Rowan Field Hockey alongside myself Danny Ryan Connor Brown and Sam Prince the number three nationally ranked Rowan Field Hockey team thank you all so much for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. That was Christina Castagnola, Abby Hainsworth, and Julia Patrone of the very talented Rowan University field hockey team. As Sam, Connor, and I were privileged to sit down with the trio and really discuss all their accomplishments so far this season, truly has been legendary to see what they've been able to do at the D3 level here on the campus of Rowan University, joining a surplus of talented teams here in Rowan Athletics. Just a few to riddle off the top of my head, the men's soccer team, the women's soccer team, along with Rowan Volleyball, who we unfortunately don't cover here at Rowan Radio, but they have been on an absolute tear all season long. And of course, one sport we also do cover here, Rowan Football, sitting at 5-3. and three. The season has not wrapped up the way they would have hoped with conference champion honors in sight. However, their 5-3 and three record at this point in Week 10 will definitely be much preferred over their final record last season at 2-7, and seven, where they got their second win on the final game of the season against TCNJ. So really, a ton of talented teams here at Rowan University to talk about. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here on the Rowan Sports Review. But next week, make sure to stay tuned for more updates on men's soccer, women's soccer, volleyball, as well as field hockey. And 
we're going to tip off the basketball season. Rowan University Basketball held an event just last night, November 4th, called Midnight Madness, tipping off the 2022 season with some fun activities and games between both the men's and women's basketball teams. Definitely a great night. I personally was there in attendance, but it reminded everyone on campus that basketball season is fastly approaching. So make sure to stay tuned next week for an exclusive basketball interview right here on the Rowan Sports Review, as well as coverage all season long right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. As far as men's and women's soccer goes, you can tune into the men's soccer broadcast live from Montclair State at 7 p.m. tonight, Friday, November 4th, 2022, and then tomorrow at 1 p.m. for the women's game, Saturday, November 5th, 2022. The men's soccer broadcast tonight from Montclair State will be live on Channel 1 or 89.7 on your dial. As for tomorrow, with football and women's soccer conflicting, football will be on Channel 1 or 89.7 on your dial starting at 1 p.m. with women's soccer on Channel 2 also starting at 1 p.m. So if you're looking for women's soccer on Rowan Radio tomorrow for their playoff game, make sure you're tuning in to RowanRadio.com Channel 2 for live play-by-play coverage of Rowan University women's soccer. With that being said, we're just about going to wrap it up right here on the Rowan Sports Review. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. As always, it's been a pleasure, and make sure you tune in next week for more news, information, and interviews with your favorite Rowan University athletes. Have a great weekend, everyone. You've been listening to the Rowan Sports Review on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4.30 p.m. right here on RowanRadio.com Channel 2 for more recaps, interviews, and previews of upcoming Rowan University games on your home for Rowan Prof Sports. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. <laughs>